how many of you know the purpose of an athletic cup? An odd question, right? But if you know the purpose of an athletic cup, go ahead and type I do in the chat. You know the purpose of an athletic cup. I thought about holding one up to demonstrate, but I thought that might even be too weird for me to do. So I'm not gonna do that for you today. But um, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, about an athletic cup, the best definition that I can give is an athletic cup is a triangular piece of plastic that boys and men use when playing sports to prevent personal injuries. Okay, that's, that's an athletic cup. It's important that you understand that, right? This, this triangular plastic has holes in it. And um, when I was like in junior high school, I played baseball and my best friend played baseball and we were getting ready for a game. And so I dropped by his house to pick him up and he wasn't quite ready. And so I was waiting down in their kitchen and I see he'd set his glove out and, and uh, he had his athletic cup sitting on top of his baseball glove with his hat. And I was just sitting there waiting for him to bring the rest of his stuff and so we could get going when his little sister walked into the room. And his little sister saw his stuff sitting on the table, uh, included that athletic cup, and she picked it up. And I'll never forget this. And she's like, what's this? And about the, yeah, I'm trying to pedal in my mind, like, what do you tell this young girl about what this triangular piece of plastic is that she now has in her hand? And so as I'm trying to come up with an explanation for her, she says, ah, I know what it is. And she puts it on her face. She said, it's one of those breathing things. Yeah, I probably did what you're doing at home right now. And she thought it was an oxygen mask. And I knew it wasn't an oxygen mask. Now, I tell you that very disgusting story to prove a point. If you're taking notes, you can jot this down. If you don't know something's purpose, you'll likely abuse it. If you don't know why something exists, what its purpose is, you're likely to abuse or at least to misuse whatever that is. And that was certainly case with this athletic cup. That's one of the reasons why many of you are frustrated during this season of life. You're trying to figure everything out. You're trying to figure out what your purpose is, what the purpose of everything going on around us is. Like, what's the reason? I don't get it. A lot of people try to figure that out about life. Like, what's the point? Why bother? Like, I try to do all these things and get ahead, and it's like I don't feel like I'm getting ahead. Like, what's the point? Why do I do what I do? And that's a great question. Some of you are fighting for your marriage and your spouse doesn't seem as interested in fighting as you do and you're like, what's the point? You're trying to raise kids and you're trying to make it all work and the kids always seem to fight you. They don't understand and at times you just kind of throw your hands up, at least internally, right, and say, why? Why am I doing all this? What's, what's the point? What's the purpose of life? Why am I here? Why am I here in this season, in this time of life? It's a great questions. Matter of fact, why don't you type in chat right now, why? Just type in why with a question mark. Today's title of the message in part five of In Transit is what's my why? What's my why? What's your why? What's your reason? What's your purpose for being here? What's your why? 
I want to share with you, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to participate today. You can type in chat. That's a great way to connect, even though we're physically not all together. But I want to show you a scripture in the New Testament that I think is really cool, and it's very, very powerful. Luke writes this in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 36. There's one little verse where he talks about David from the Old Testament that David was a man after God's own heart. This little shepherd boy who grew up to be King David was a man in a season of his life that was after God's own heart. And here's what Luke says. Now, when David had served God's purpose, God's purpose, in his own generation, he fell asleep. Not like he nodded off. That's a nice way of putting that he died. He served God's purpose and then he died. When David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors, and get this, and his body decayed. Our bodies are going to decay one day when we die, right? But the real us is going to spend eternity in one of two places. David served God's purpose while he was here on this planet, and then he fell asleep. He died, and then if this isn't kind of gross, his body decayed. It, it, it broke down. Of course it did, because it's just flesh. The first part is amazing though. David served God's purpose in his own generation. He knew his why. He found his calling. David understood God's purpose for his life and he did that. On your notes, there's a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. He's a preacher from the Bahamas. He said this about purpose. The greatest tragedy, get this, the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life lived without purpose. There's not a greater tragedy than living without understanding your why. And let me tell you, God never made one thing, including you and me, without a purpose. And not knowing your purpose is a tragedy. I think that's why so many people are focused right now and people, do you realize how angry people are? Do you see how frustrated people are? We think it's about COVID, but you know what? I don't really think it's about COVID at all, although that's ugly and it's, it's bad and it's affecting the whole world. But you know what it's causing people to do because of being isolated and being things shut down and people being more consumed with their own selves <laughs> is it causes you to think. And what normally keeps us so busy in regular life, we're not as busy doing some of us. And so what it's causing people to do is to kind of look inside and they're not finding anything with real meaning and purpose. It's throwing people out of sorts. What's your why? What's your why? God's word wants to show us. I want to show you three principles today that David shows and how he served his purpose in his generation. And I hope you'll see your why. Here's the first principle if you're taking notes. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. This is super important. You see, life is not all about me. Life is not all about you. We are created by God and for God to bring honor and glory to him. And so living this life, listen, our purpose is his purpose. It's to bring honor and glory to him. I hear people all the time say like, what's the reason? Like, what's the point again? I don't get it. Why bother? I just go to work. I just do this stuff, right? And I get paid, but I don't get paid enough. And I got family. I got so-called friends, but that never seems to work out so well. Like, what's the point? I'm trying to raise these teenagers and they're so thankless. Like, what's the point? 
I'm fighting with my spouse and we fight even more. Do you know divorce rates have went up during COVID because people are spending more time together? And it just puts a big magnifying glass on things that are already broken. What's the point? Some of you have been trying to serve God and you're trying to be faithful, but no matter how hard you try, you're just like, we're in such a season that everything is so different. I'm just struggling. What's the purpose? What's your why? What's your why? You see, God's gonna show us through David's life. I love this. David understood. Look at Psalm 57 too. It says, I cry out to God most high for the God who will fulfill his purpose for me because his purpose isn't for him. Your purpose isn't for you. Our purpose is for God's. He was fulfilling God's purpose for him in his life. And how do you define purpose? That's a great place to look at, right? Purpose is original intent. When anything gets created, there's an original intent. There's a purpose for that being created. And that is true for you and for me. God designed us on purpose, but he also designed us for a purpose. And the purpose is to bring honor and glory to him no matter what we do. That's our purpose. That's your purpose. That's my purpose. We don't have to try to figure out what it is. God's already told us. It's the reason people struggle so much. It's the reason people sin so much. Because if they don't know their God-created purpose, that they are created to bring honor and glory to him, we try everything else to fulfill it ourselves. We try places and events and titles and money and stuff and all of these things. We're trying to create happiness for ourselves. We're going all these extreme measures to bring satisfaction and fulfillment. And God says, you'll never do that outside of a relationship with me. And so what happens is life becomes one big experiment for most people that don't understand their intended purpose. They're trying to fulfill things all with ways that don't bring honor and glory to God. And they fit outside of our purpose. We understand this. We were created to have a personal relationship with the God that created us. We were created to spend eternity in heaven. And sin, doing things our way, is what separates us from God's plan. David understood his why. Do you understand yours? Do you understand now your purpose it's not just about you. Here's number two. You don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose. You don't find your purpose. It's not we're not on some scavenger hunt. We serve God's purpose. When you look at David, I love this. He wasn't pursuing his dream. It wasn't all about, let me check off everything off my bucket list. That's what I want to do. He served God's purpose. Purpose. In fact, let me show you a couple of examples. Um, what was David doing whenever Samuel anointed him to be the next king? He wasn't out building a resume. He wasn't out trying to make the, the latest TikTok video to go famous, right? He wasn't doing that. You know what he was doing? He was doing what he did. He was taking care of the sheep. He was a shepherd boy. He was just serving God's purpose. He was making a contribution. <laughs> Look at Psalm 78, verse 70 that he, God, chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He was just tending his sheep. Some of us, listen, are trying to be in the spotlight when we should be in the sheep pens. 
just doing our thing for God's glory, just using our time and our talent and our treasures to bring honor and glory to God, not trying to bring honor and glory to ourselves. David was just living out his purpose. He was serving God, doing what he faithfully was called to do. Wasn't seeking the spotlight, notoriety. He was just faithfully serving God. What if we all did that? You say, well, gee whiz, I'd love to, but I'm locked down, right? We can't, how do I serve God's purpose when we can't hardly go anywhere, right? How do you do your part? Let's look at number three. If you wanna serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. This is so important. If you wanna serve God's purpose, you've gotta start serving God's people. You just gotta use what you've been given by God to serve and bring honor and glory to God by serving other people. Do you know how you measure a church? You don't measure a church by its seating capacity. You measure a church by its serving capacity. You see, it doesn't matter how many people show up. It matters how many people will go out and do something. We are the church. I, I just, I almost get sick of people saying, well, you know, all these churches have been shut down. No, we're not shut down. The church isn't a building. It's you and I. You can't shut the church down unless you and I decide not to serve. I get that we're not gathering like we would prefer, like we're used to doing, but you can't shut the church down. Are you kidding me? This is a time for the church to be the church and to shine by bringing honor and glory to God by living out our faith amongst the people around us. Notice what Jesus said. You want to be more God-like? You want to know how to become more like Jesus? Look at Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life for many. If you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. Do it today. You see, it's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's about his glory. It's about serving people in his name. If you serve his purpose, you get involved wherever you are, you will make a difference. You will be fulfilled like you've never been fulfilled. Don't you dare let the devil rob you of your why. Don't you dare allow COVID to destroy your why. Our why has not changed. Our purpose as a church and as a follower of Christ has not changed. Get creative wherever you are. Pick up groceries for a neighbor or for the elderly that can't go out and do it. Make masks for someone. Now every more people are wearing masks. Volunteer to pick up prescriptions and take them to people that need them. Become a prayer warrior right where you are. You say, I can't go anywhere. You can get on your knees and you can pray. You can pray for people. You can pray for people that don't know Jesus. They don't know their why. They don't understand their purpose. You can call our office and volunteer and show up during the week and help us get some things done so that when it's safe, we can all meet together. There's so many ways that you can make a difference. You can bake cookies and drop them off. I'll give you my address. No, I mean, for somebody that could really use a blessing, right? You could take them and knock on their door and run and just put a smile on somebody's face with a note that says, we love you and praying for you. You see, don't you dare let the devil distract you from your why. Don't do, dare get down in the dump so much because of what's going around us that we can't control. 
that we fail to take control of what you and I can do, which is to serve God by serving his people. Feel a little empty now? You'll get some huge fulfillment when you serve God's people for his glory. You just will. You will. And I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for us. Again, it's the time for the church to shine. So whenever you find yourself in a place where you're feeling down, do something for somebody else in his name. Just faithfully serve him like David did. I ran into a fellow crossroader this week and he was asking how the building was coming and when did, he, did I think we'd be able to get together? And he understood why we weren't meeting together in person. And so I asked him, I said, well, let me ask you a question. What is it that you miss most about church? Like, what do you miss the most? And I thought maybe, you know, in the back of my mind, right? Because I'm human like you're human. Let me tell you what he didn't say. He didn't say, you know what I miss, Scott, about coming to church in person? I miss seeing you speak live. He didn't say that. He, he didn't even say, you know what I miss most? I miss most coming in and watching and worshiping with the band and the singers and everybody else singing. Although he said, I miss that. That's not what I miss the most. And so now I'm, he's kind of piquing my interest. I'm like, okay, so what is it that you miss the most? Are you missing our age-appropriate environments for the kids? And he said, yeah, but that's not what I miss most. And I said, what is it that you miss most? And he said, I'll tell you, it's serving on Sunday. I miss serving. I miss holding the doors open for people. I miss saying, hello, good morning, welcome to Crossroads. I miss the opportunity to hug people and to welcome them in with God's love because I want them to experience what I experienced. Isn't that great? And then we talked about what he was doing, how he's using his time outside of coming here on Sunday morning. And what the cool thing is, he's been serving people. If you don't know the purpose of a certain thing, you'll misuse it or abuse it. If you don't understand your purpose, you'll either abuse it or you'll be on some wild goose chase trying to find something to fulfill yourself. God's given us our purpose. We were made on purpose and with a purpose to bring honor and glory to him to use our time and our talent and our treasure to point people to him. Your purpose is always for God's glory. Always. If you're a person of faith, you have a relationship with Christ, people need to hear your faith story. They need to, they need to watch you and I and how we're living in these crazy, crazy times and say there's something different about that person or about those folks. And it makes them hungry and makes them thirsty for what we have in Christ that they don't have. I couldn't be more thankful for a church where so many people are God-centered and God-focused. For your generosity, for your prayerful evangelistic hearts. Even during this time, we're seeing lives changed. We should see more and more of that if you and I will live out our God-given purpose and we understand our why. I encourage you to pick your head up and to know who we serve and who's in charge and fulfill God's purpose by serving other people today. 
today. You'll never find more joy than when you serve God's people with God's love. It's not about you. It's never supposed to be about us. David served God's purpose and then he went to sleep. And I pray for you and I pray for me that we would do the very same thing. Until we take our last breath, we point people to Jesus Christ. Would you bow your heads with me? Our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Heavenly Father, I just want to uh, thank you in the name of Jesus and ask that you would speak into living rooms, into kitchens, into bedrooms, back porches, front porches, people that are watching on mobile devices, on televisions, computers, and that, God, that every single one of us that knows you purpose, and we know you personally, that we would understand our why, that we would understand the present opportunities we have to be your church in a world that is struggling so much and many of them don't know you. Stir within our hearts, God, the love in that purpose. With their heads still bowed and their eyes closed, there's some of you here today, listen, you're tuning in. There's some of your families and your friends that maybe you could send this to that are struggling in life. They don't understand their purpose. They don't understand that there's a God that created them that loves them more than life itself. And he proved it by sending his son Jesus to die in their place. Because sin separates human beings from a holy God. He can't be around sin. He can't look upon sin. And in the Old Testament, listen, a death had to occur and blood had to be shed for the forgiveness of sins. And they would do it over and over and over and over. God then sent Jesus to be a human sacrifice once and for all and to shed his blood once and for all so that whoever would put their trust in him, whoever would put their faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross for them and receive him as Lord and Savior, he would come inside, take up residence. He would make them brand new from the inside out. He would forgive all of their sin and he would make you right with his Father in heaven. And from that point on, when God looks at that person, he doesn't see that person, he doesn't see that person's sin, he sees his perfect son living inside. That's what makes you a Christian. That's what allows you to be adopted into God's family, never to be unadopted. <laughs> and that's when you can begin to live out your real purpose because you have a personal relationship, not a, a religion, a personal relationship with the very God that created you on purpose, for a purpose and with a purpose. If that's you, right wherever you're at, make this your prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I acknowledge the fact that you created me and you didn't make any junk. God, I had also admit that I'm a sinner and right now I turn from my sin and I turn to you and I open up my arms and my heart and I wanna receive you as my savior and Lord. Forgive me of all I've done wrong. Make me brand new from the inside out. And from this day forward, 
I want to live on purpose, live out my why with my time and my talent and my treasures. For the rest of my days and for all eternity, I want to point people to you. I say thanks. Thanks for loving me first. Teach me how to love you like you love me as I live out my purpose, my why. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody typed in chat, amen. Amen.